Hey friends, you're listening to the Hope and Heart Feels podcast where we're talking about racial justice and social change. I'm your host, Andre Henry, author and singer-songwriter. And for the past several years, I've been on a serious intellectual quest to understand how do ordinary people work together to change the world? And some of y'all have been on that journey with me. I always got to stop and say this because uh, some of y'all have been a part of that journey with me. Some of you are supporters of this podcast. Thank you to all my Patreon supporters. And if you want to be a part of that journey, you can also join our Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash Andre Henry. I don't know how I forget that it's my name, but yeah, uh, patreon.com slash Andre Henry. Okay, so the music on today's podcast is not brought to you by me, but it's brought to you by today's special guest, Mr. Charity Croft. He's actually in the building right now. Uh, Charity, thank you for being on the show so much. For sure. I appreciate you, man. Dope. I actually didn't uh, introduce you properly with your uh, with the epithets. Uh, Charity is an author and public educator and someone I've been following for a long time personally. And um, I'm we're all glad to have you on the show. I'm sure that you have fans that are already listening. So, yeah, once again, thanks for being on the show. First question I want to ask you is how would you describe your work? Because I know that you do music and you're also doing like some really like amazing like uh, public education, social commentary. How would you yeah. describe uh, your, your work? How do you see yourself? Uh, I am obsessed with the concept of limitlessness. I feel like humans are inherently limitless, but via existing of the societies and the this constructed world around us, we uh, we self-impose limits and not even always self-impose. Sometimes society imposes said limits. And mm-hmm. uh, my work is about reminding people that they are limitless. I want to become limitless and remind as many people as possible that they are also limitless. And my yeah. vessels that I use for that are words, whether that is me writing a book, whether that's me writing an educational video, whether that's me writing a song, whether that's me writing a film. I love words and I love beautiful words. And I like I like the concept of utilizing beautiful words to make the world more beautiful. So, yeah. Mm. And who 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 are some of your people who have modeled this for you? Some of your inspirations that. <laughs> Pharrell, cool, cool. yeah, Pharrell is my number one inspiration for sure. Shout out skateboard, um, wow. Cornell West okay. is the person that I looked highly to. Earl Nightingale is like mm-hmm. this old guy, but he's he's that nigga. So <laughs> and probably Eckhart Tolle or something. Those would probably be the mm-hmm. four. Somebody asked me who are like my four most inspirational or people that I'm most inspired by. Pharrell, Cornell West, Earl Nightingale. Errol Nightingale and Eckhart Tolle, for sure. I, I can see all of their influences in your work, and they come together in a really amazing way, in a really beautiful way. And I want to ask you about the journey of learning to put uh, some of this information into song and video. I mean, what was it like learning to uh, hone that craft of putting your message into these um, forms that are so accessible and kind of uh, irresistible, you know. It's it's actually it's really engaging and fun, you know, to engage with your content. Like, what, what is that journey like for you? Uh, well, so I started off music long before I did anything. Like, I've been rapping since I can ever remember. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that that's like historically been my life. Uh, the more educational component, it actually happened via happenstance, and so much of life is 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 just happenstance. But like. I was really depressed, like in like 2010 or 2011, like super, like damn near suicidal depressed mm. level. And I, um, I used to spend all my times watching like 
random YouTube educational videos just to give myself something to do to get away from the the misery wow. of my brain. And uh, I found like The Secret, uh, which is this like little documentary mm-hmm. about the law of attraction. And then I kind of mm-hmm. went to these wormholes of like quantum physics and the and this whole concept that our world is something that we can create ourselves. We can create our own existence. And um, one day I just was like, hmm, I could do one of these videos. And literally, <laughs> dead ass, it literally the first video that I did got a million views in a week. The first video. What? I, Are you yeah, serious? Random. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and so, and so oftentimes I'd be like, yeah, man, like, you know, there is a component of luck that exists in life. You dig what I'm saying? Like, right, at right. least with the educational standpoint, like, it's just like the, the first one I did just happened to go. I know a lot of people be doing video after video after video, and maybe it's the hundredth one that hit. Mine just so happened right. to be the first one, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. What a story. Yeah. So, you know, what I appreciate about the way that you engage, because I, I know that, you know, there is a part of kind of this spiritual component of what you're doing. Absolutely. And what, what I appreciate about it is that you're not bypassing social justice issues to talk Listen, about these things. No, it's so funny that you bring that. Well, you got a question. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. You. Well, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, that concept. So I'm writing a book right now, not to plug, uh, but I'm writing a book called... Uh, Although it's Bitcoin. totally fine for you to plug. This is your, this okay, your moment, bro. Sure. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure. so, yeah, I'm writing a book called Build and Destroy. And uh, mm. the entire concept of the book, it's it's actually a book and an album. And so because, mm-hmm. again, I love Merchant of Those Two Worlds. So Wonderful. it's a book. It's probably going to be 13 chapters, I'm thinking. And then it's going to be an album with 13 songs. And every song will be the musical overview of a chapter. You dig what I'm saying? And yes. so, yeah, but anyway, the concept of the book is exactly what you're talking about. You say, I'm happy that you're not spiritually bypassing. And and so for those who are listening who don't know what spiritual bypassing is, spiritual mm-hmm. bypassing is like, rather than acknowledge the very real issues that we face in the society, i.e. racism, patriarchy, heteronormativity, mm-hmm. all the fuck shit that exists, you just mm-hmm. say, oh, but we're all one person. We're all the same people. We are, we are one and the same. If we just, you dig what I'm saying, meditate our way into yeah. it. Like, nah, nigga, I'm getting shot by the police. Like, chill the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Like, dead ass. Yeah. You can't just meditate Word. away. Uh, so, yeah, my book is about the fact that, yes, the law of attraction exists. Yes, we can create our own realities. But also, the world needs to be reckoned with. And so yes. there are books like, there are books like Think and Grow Rich. There are books like A New Earth, which are all of these like manifestation type books, right? And mm-hmm. about helping the self. And then there are yes. there are books like Pedagogy of the Oppressed or Race Matters by mm. Cornell West and all of these books mm-hmm. that are about fixing the society. Well, if I help you, Andre, become joyous and peaceful and blissful on the individual level, but you're still mm-hmm. getting shot by the police, it don't matter. You dig what I'm right. saying? And then on the other right. end, if I completely reconstruct government systems, but we on an individual basis feel hopeless, then it don't matter. And so yeah. there's a necessity for like an intersectional book that exists somewhere mm-hmm. between like self-help and societal critique. And that is where my yeah. work is, is right in that intersection. I love the integration. You know, right. like that's the word that's coming to me as you're talking about it. Is this is we, we talking about integration here. And on that subject, I wonder if you ever feel like people want to split you and be like, of OK, course. well, you're an educator or you're an artist. How do you keep, you know, being integrated in that way? 
I be me, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, I, can't, I cannot be shit but me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I am not this... I am a public intellectual by definition, right? But I did not go yeah. to Harvard or Yale. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Nor do I, and I think that a lot of that needs to be dismantled. This idea that because you went to Harvard and Yale, you are thereby verified yeah. via some whatever type of system that you are, you are now uh, knowledgeable enough to be a giver of knowledge. You dig what I'm saying? I think that's goofy. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just like, man, yeah. I'm from the hood. I am a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just part of who I am. Like, hip-hop is right. like, I'm talking to you with a do-rag and hella jewelry all this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't go nowhere without jewelry. You dig know what I'm saying? And right. that sounds right. so, like, capitalistic and whatever. But I'm point, my point is, like, I believe that every human should be able to exist in their full authenticity. And what yes. my full authenticity is that I love the concept of creating a better world and dismantling mm. systems of oppression and bringing more peace and joy into people's lives. And also, I like fucking raw-ass cars and jewelry and all of the normal mm-hmm. nigga shit that every rapper mm-hmm. and I'm listening to motherfucking mm-hmm. Gucci like all of these people too. <laughs> and I think that I think that it also benefits society to realize that those two can exist in tandem, back to that integration thing. Because mm-hmm. people people want to split me apart and they say, oh, well, you are, you know, you're this type of black person, right? The acceptable Negro. And it's mm, just like, oh, mm-hmm. like all that, all that quote unquote nigga shit that you're, you're afraid of, I am that too. And, and yeah. I very blatantly showcase that to show that there is mm. no differentiation between me and this person that you might see in the hood that you were taught to fear. I am that person yeah. too. I really do appreciate that. And I appreciate also, I feel like this is connected that you are, I feel like you're talking to black people. I feel like there are a lot of black people listening to you. You know, in some ways, I'm actually gonna say I'm a little jealous because I got a lot of white people following me. I love y'all, you know, say y'all listening here. <laughs> I love, I love y'all listening. But you know, I do feel like you are bringing up things within our own community that I feel mm. like are hard subjects for us to broach. Because mm. it's easy for us to talk about how we fight against anti-blackness and white supremacy, right? It's a whole nother thing to start talking about, you know, uh, homophobia, transphobia, patriarchy, misogyny. I just want to say, first off, I see you like I really do. Like I see the fights that you're picking and I see the way that you are challenging black men in particular, you know, to uh, confront the ways that we've been colonized into uh, perpetuating violence uh, amongst ourselves man i really do have deep empathy i am a straight black man i am a rapper i am attractive to a lot of women i am masculine performing you dig what i'm saying i have a Mm -hmm. what one would may call a quote unquote alpha personality whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. right i'm an aggressive Mm -hmm. type of nigga Um, Mm -hmm. the interesting concept about that is that I feel for a lot of my brothers that I hold accountable because a lot of my followers that are straight black men feel very targeted by me. They feel like, Mm -hmm. like I'm trying to shit on men and we already got it hard enough. We fighting against uh, white supremacy. Now we got to go back home and fight against our women too, blah, 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 blah. But it's just like, even that language, like our women, right? Like it's something Mm -hmm. that we need to kind of you know, integrate, like, are women here to just be 
subsidiary and or docile when relating to us and the expectation Mm. that you would even desire that is the very patriarchy that you're suggesting doesn't exist right Mm. you dig what i'm saying and so it's Mm -hmm. just like again i have a father that i love dearly he's a very man's man type of dude he's what Mm. i've been taught is considered uh the name for people like my daddy they call him a benevolent sexist Mm -hmm. meaning like women love my daddy you dig what i'm saying like Right. But it's because he's so nice to them because part of him kind of just thinks that they are less than. And so he right. their babies women, which uh, which a lot of women feel feel nurtured and cared for by my daddy. But mm-hmm. really, it's because he don't believe that, like, he don't right. believe that they are adept enough to handle things on their own. Saying that to say right. that I did a video, which I damn near don't even be posting that often because every time I post it, like, the vitriol I get from from niggas be crazy. I got this video <laughs> called uh, "Are Straight Black Men the White People of Black People?" Yes, I've seen yeah. this one. Yeah, niggas hate that shit, boy, because mm-hmm. it's just like yeah. how people feel is they like uh, they feel as though how how can I be an oppressor given the fact that mm. I am oppressed? You dig what I'm saying? Right. And the thing is, two things can be true at, at the same time. Like, yes, yeah. racism exists. Yes, Black men are particularly targeted in a very particular way. But also within our communities, we have the power in every circumstance. Like, you dig what I'm saying? Outside of, like, mm-hmm. the one circumstance every nigga brings up and it's just like, bro, this is the one L we got is, like, the court system when it comes to like baby mamas and kids, like there's a tilt mm. towards women. There is a tilt towards women in that particular situation. But in every other situation, black <laughs> men have the power in our communities. You dig what I'm saying? And yeah. we need to realize how I went into intersectional feminism and how I was uh, made aware of it is because I realized that the same thing that white people do to us is the same mm-hmm. thing that we do to women. Mm-hmm. Patriarchy and white supremacy are, in fact, the exact same thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just two heads yeah. of the same monster, if you will. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, yeah, man. Like, and then even like the the like whenever I do videos about this, it's just like mm-hmm. there are two accusations that always comes. Either a yeah. this nigga gay, and yeah. and the fact that you would think that I got to be gay in order to support women. Is is a, is a question, and also right. the fact that you think something is wrong with being gay is another question. You right. know what I'm saying? And then the right. other end is, oh, this nigga simping for pussy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then even mm-hmm. that concept is just like, oh, are we only kind to women when there is some type mm. of return that we can get? Both of the questions that are presented are actually evidence of the very patriarchy people be acting like don't exist in our community. Yes, exactly. So that's that's exactly. the shit. Yeah, it's like the, like like we can't come to the conclusion that something actually needs to change, you know, with us, you know. And right. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to beat us up, you know what I'm saying? But like, you, you gotta know, hold us accountable. Like, yeah, this is really important for us because they're they're I've seen in many different situations, you know, people can because they have a marginalized identity, no matter how many marginalized identities they might have, there can be a tendency for us to kind of hide behind that so that we don't have to do our personal work. <laughs> you know, okay. you know. I, so I really do appreciate. I really do appreciate that about your work, man. There's so much else that I want to ask you about, but I, what are you working on right now, creatively, that you're excited about? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm in LA currently right now. I'm a songwriter, mm-hmm. so it's interesting. Like I said, music is my primary thing, 
I just happened to go viral often for talking about issues, which I appreciate that. And that's also a part of who I am is discussing those circumstances and those issues. Word. But yeah, I'm out in LA right now. I am working with a bunch of amazing artists in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Really big song comes out tomorrow that I co-wrote. Okay. You ever heard of the group Fifth Harmony? Uh, Yeah. Normani and Camila Cabello out there. Of course. So there was another woman in that group. Uh, Her name was Lauren Haregi. Okay. And uh, yeah, I wrote a song for her and this uh, rapper named Vic Mensa, and that comes out tonight at midnight. Wow! It's scattered. So, Congratulations, you know, man! I'm very excited about it. So yeah, congratulations! Like, I love bro. writing awesome. music. Yeah, that's, dude, that's what I'm awesome. Excited about. And mm-hmm. um, you've been you've been coming back and forth to LA for a minute, right? So you you've mm-hmm. been collaborating with people out here and all that kind of stuff. For sure. Is it your goal to like do more of that, like? Like get, I don't want to say get in because you're already in, but go deeper into the music business and all that. Oh yeah, no, I'm trying to be like I'm trying to walk in Pharrell's footsteps in many ways. I want to be one of the biggest songwriters and produ- producers of our time for sure. That Just is for amazing. the joy of it, and, and it's interesting. I want to on this on this issue to take it more to a broader philosophical concept, if you will. Yeah. So interestingly enough, oftentimes the songs that I write for other people, they aren't mm-hmm. about healing the world. Or anything like I'll write some shit for fucking making the stallion to see girls just talk about mm-hmm. throwing ass just because I love the joy of creating and mm-hmm. writing music, right? And mm-hmm. it's a vessel because darkness exists within everyone, even me, right? No one is right. fully righteous. You dig what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And so right. yeah, sometimes I write songs that are just the normal hedonistic hip hop songs that you hear every day because it's fun mm-hmm. and I love hip hop. You dig mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so, yes, I want to see the the heights of the music industry just for the sake of because I want to not that isn't that isn't a goal to necessarily help society. That is a goal just because I like it. It's my personal pleasure. And we should all uh, also value our personal pleasure, even the the thing that isn't necessarily of service, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, on that note, I do feel like it's a really important point to make because black people deserve to enjoy our lives, you know. And exactly. You know, um, I know that we are fighting against this monster called white supremacy or whatever, but our lives just can't be all about that, you know. Facts. And Facts. Um, people listening, I'm sure that they they, they might catch the irony because they're like, Andre's a singer songwriter. Andre's in L.A., you know, like. We're on a we have a similar kind of path that we're on, you know, and so and so they hear me say this a lot, you know, like, you know, I'm over here um, in Inglewood, you know, working with a bunch of people out here. I'm actually in 1500 Sound Academy from 1500 or nothing. Yeah, that's what we're doing. I got my my uh, proofs for my book right here. They just arrived today. Right. Right. When I walked through the door before this interview. That's tight. All the white friends I couldn't keep. That's a really good. (laughs) That's a really good title. Uh, (laughs) Bro, that's a really good title. Yeah. I'm excited yeah, to read it. Yeah, but we're gonna rap about that. So, like, I, all I'm saying is that I feel it on a personal level when you say that. It's like I think about it all the time. Sometimes, you know, I feel the pressure from people who expect you to always be doing some activist shit, <laughs> basically, you mm-hmm. know, but you gotta live your life. And I appreciate you modeling that for me and many others who um we all need people who model to us that you just got to be yourself, you know, Man, and be your full it. self, bring Absolutely. your whole self to the table, enjoy your life, you know, do good, you know, do the best you can, Absolutely. you know, so 
Um, I thank you for that. I thank you for noticing. <laughs> yeah, of course, bro. Like I said, I see you. You know, we we you know we see you. So we look forward to uh, checking out. You know, the song that you that you've got out uh, that you're putting out with um, Vic Mensa, and I forgot the artist, the the main Her artist name. Yeah, Lauren Haragi. Lauren Haragi. And what um, about what about your project? Building Destroy is coming uh, again. As you know, Andre, but to to tell many of the listeners, uh, a lot of this music industry is financial and it's a lot of other yeah. things. So it's just like songwriting and production is a vessel for me to accrue more money and more capital. That way I can pour into my book. I can pour into my album and get it the reach that it deserves. You know what I'm saying? So right now my focus is primarily on writing and producing and the income that I'm receiving of that I can take and direct it into my personal work. You dig what I'm saying? But exactly. in the meantime, I consistently put out content and I, and I continue to uh, make it my goals every day in some way, pour into the world in some way, shape or form. You dig what I'm saying? I hear Even that. If, yeah. Uh, we're running short on time, but before we go, I do want to ask you about the Genius Factory. Tell us about the Genius Factory. The Genius Factory. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Often people admire the fact that I am an intelligent person and often uh, one of my most consistent questions that I've gotten over the years. It's just like, man, how did you learn all the things that you learned? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, hmm, I've heard that question so many times. So one day I just decided like, okay, let me just put all of my favorite books, all of my favorite educational videos, all of my favorite podcasts, and not just my favorite, but the literal ones that actually like changed my life and actually exposed me to things that I had never seen before. Like the very videos that made me more aware of patriarchy and all of, th- all of these things. I just basically compiled them into one situation. Mm. And it's like a monthly newsletter. Every every month I send you like all of the things that, are, that I've found interesting over the years that I think will pour into you that would help bring you more closer and closer to the limitless potential that absolutely exists within you. And so, yeah, yeah that's I the genius, man. I, I have two more questions for you. First off, what keeps you showing up you know, to to do your work in the world? That's a really good question. This is the first time I've ever been asked that question. I appreciate it. Really? Yeah. I tell people that whatever the fuck Martin Luther King or Frederick Douglass felt, I feel that. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? And it's, and, it's, and it's very intangible. And a lot of life isn't tangible. A lot of life is, is yeah. etheric. For whatever reason, I have to make Earth better. I feel like yeah. it is my purpose in that if I were to not do that, then I would not be doing what I have to do. Like, I feel, again, like, because the thing is, it's a lot of stress that comes with being a world changer, like assassination and shit. You know how mm-hmm. many times people in my comment section, like, protect this man at all costs or be safe, bro. You know, you know, they don't like people like you. And to say right. that that doesn't make me anxious at times and doesn't make me yeah. like, damn, I don't want to have to live a life where I got to have security around me and all this shit because I'm trying to push against systems that it is clear that I am not necessarily benefiting a lot of the systems that exist as such. In fact, I'm pushing right. against them in a very clear and tangible way. And so right. sometimes that is the thought of that is scary of what repercussions could come with that but you have to just be fearless and you just have to operate in faith and belief because my point is the reason why i do it anyway because i feel like i have to because it just feels like if i wasn't then i wouldn't be being me and i'm going to be me at all costs i really appreciate that bro where can people keep in touch with you and follow your work charity croft everywhere instagram tiktok youtube 
Spotify, whatever, Charity Cry. Boom. Man, it's been so great uh, chopping it up with you, man. Thanks so much for being on the show. Y'all, please follow this man on all the socials. You know, keep up with the music that he's putting out. Um, and yeah, bro, we would love to have you back sometime. You know, anytime you anytime you got something to promote, you are welcome on our show. I appreciate you so much, Andre. You're a wonderful human. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for listening today. If you like what you heard and you haven't already, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Also, leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts helps us get into more ears and minds. You can find all the links in the show notes for today's guest, as well as Andre's newsletter, Patreon, and book. You can connect with Andre on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TheAndreHenry. That's all for this episode of the Hope and Hard Pills podcast. We'll see you next time. You gotta just keep on, yeah. You can break free. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ever wonder what freedom felt like? What a moment might have thinking felt like? What it feel felt like? Like a smooth pool table, which you choose to enable your voice to build life. And I think I know how peace feels. It feels like be still. And it damn near feels like three wheels on my trike bike. Back when I was like five, living life for the cheap thrills. I can-